right, welcome to another exciting episode of the Development Health Podcast. This is episode number 66, coming to you live, well, via recording, I guess, at this point. Uh, from re- recorded the, from, live. Recorded live. From the Yukon Room on the second floor of the Courtyard Marriott Hotel in Seattle, Washington. And we actually have a live audience. Make some noise so they can hear you. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Very, thank you, very, thank you, friends. Very I appreciate good. that. Yes. Uh, yes, the world famous uh, courtyard by Marriott. Yes. Does it actually Seattle. say world famous? No, no, it does not. What does it actually it does not say? Say that. Uh, I think it just says courtyard. In fact, if you look it up by courtyard by Marriott, it does not apparently show up in databases where you look up addresses and things like that. Really? Because I just had to look it up by courtyard. If you look it up by courtyard by Marriott, nope. Do you do Marriott? But if you do Marriott Courtyard, does it show up? Is this like basically like a search algorithm? No problem? Marriott in there. Oh. That is dead to them. Even though it's on this uh, stationery I've got right here, Courtyard, not by Marriott, but just Courtyard Marriott. It says make, make room for a little fun. Make room for a little fun, and that's uh, that's a little uh, special guy who visits you in your room. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> maybe that's in your upgraded room because I sure didn't have that. We happen. did get an upgraded room. That's true. So, so, yeah. uh, but I guess it's good that I saved the original email from ages ago when they made the reservation, so I could actually find the place and have the address and everything. That is good. I showed up a day early. Yeah, you're telling me about this. And yes. They were not expecting you. Yeah, really. Um, Sir, could you leave? They said. <laughs> no, but they uh, everything was apparently somebody had just canceled. Yeah, you're telling me this. And they upgraded you to a nice room. Mm-hmm. Yes, a nice, nice room. Okay, so, Ed, we're here because we were speaking at the very first inaugural edition of the Pacific Northwest PHP Conference. That's true. Yes. That's true. Uh that is a thing that exists now and um, happened. It, it did happen. And uh, so what did we learn? Well, we learned that uh, the bathrooms at the venue are actually in the mines of Moria, as far as I could tell, because multiple staircases to go up and down. And oh, yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, we, no. It's okay. Yeah, you can sit there. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we had to wander around. Uh, it's like an M.C. Escher painting, drawing. Because this is a true story. At one point, I needed to go to the bathroom, and I had to walk around for so long that by the time I actually got there, I didn't need to go anymore. Oh, yeah. Your body was like, I need to stop signaling to uh, release urine. Were we, like, actually under the sound by the time we got out to where the bathrooms were? In that well, the, there's a whole Seattle underground. Yeah, I think it's part of the Seattle underground tour. So it's just crazy. We're not going to mention who that is on the recording. But um, <laughs> I did see a couple rats. Really? Outside, yeah, uh, by the spooky underground tours place. There's apparently a lot of rats around here. That's, well, Port City, it's bound to happen. Yeah, uh, that underground that is no longer occupied by people is occupied by vermin. <laughs> so that's a thing. Seattle, why not visit? You like your vermin, you're in the right place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, but I've been enjoying it. I, I think it's uh, exciting. I have, there it has not been, from what I can tell, a whole ton of open source oriented stuff that has happened in Seattle. Not as much as I've seen in other cities. Another place in the Pacific Northwest, like yes. like OzCon happening up in, in Portland, Portland and, and a number of other uh, things. So I think it's great that Seattle's getting something, considering its large size, 
uh, and it's a really cool city. So uh, I think that it's uh, been uh, it's been really exciting to be part of this. I of course had a keynote. Yes. And and what what kind of talk did you have? I did my old standby. I did a talk mm-hmm. about testing, and I got really ranty and told people to stop making excuses. You, it was a shame you weren't there to see it. Yeah, it is a shame. Uh, I pretty much just show up for my keynotes, and then yeah, I've noticed leave. this pattern. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just I'll have to make sure to take that into account for True North later this year. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'll drive you uh, right after your talk. I'll just drive you back to the hotel. Okay. Will that work? Maybe just drive me to the airport. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, we can upgrade your flights that you won't need the hotel. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, in that case, I might do it. Uh, except I have to fly to Canada. So that's a thing. Flying to Canada? Yeah. You've done that before, haven't you? I have. Yes. Is it different? Is like the business class different flying in on Air Canada? Well, I because I took business class on the way out here because I'd had probably the crappiest ten days of my life leading up to this conference, so yes, I yeah. rewarded myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I don't know. It was. I mean, they they weren't any more apologetic than they normally are, but. Now, did you good. have to declare if you had been around farms or livestock? Yeah. See, one of the one of the little perks that I get because I I travel uh, to the home of the Freedom Dollar quite frequently, I uh, I have this little Nexus border crossing card, so I get to skip the immigration line both leaving and uh, coming home at the nice. Toronto airport, yep. and so they have these cool automated kiosks. So basically, I. I step up and it scans my passport and then uh, as any good totalitarian government does then they, they then demand my fingerprints Yep. so I put it on the scanner and then yep. it says hey Mr. Harches welcome to our fine country and they ask me a bunch of questions and then spit some things out and I just I just walk by and like any true American I just toss it at the uh, security person as I go by and then I get on the plane now did you notice the, that little dart that they shoot into the back of your neck right after they scan your fingerprints I kept wondering why I kept having some recurring bleeding. Back yeah, you there, thought it was a mosquito. Yeah. Like, why was they keep this air core cleaner? It's a lot of bodies of standing water. You thought, but no. at the Toronto airport, yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, yeah. So mosquitoes, just yeah, mosquitoes. just that's just a little yeah. mosquito. Yeah. I don't know why what that dot is on the X-rays, but you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, we haven't mentioned our sponsors yet. Uh, who's paid of, up? Basically, who's paid up? I really don't know. I really, I've, I've lost track of that entirely. I assume that Rove is good for it. Let's just say they are. I'm pretty You're sure. You're still getting money. Look at that, eh? Hey, okay. So one of our sponsors is the Pacific Northwest PHP Conference. <laughs> um, uh, it was good. <laughs> you know, the, to, to talk to, to talk briefly about it, like the first having organized a conference myself, it's the first one where you actually don't know how it's going to work. And every conference, yeah. kind of, I've noticed at other conferences I've attended that have happened multiple times, the events get a rhythm of their own, so you kind of get a feel for it. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Jeremy seemed to pull this one uh, together pretty quickly, and. Uh, People like I talked about this before on Twitter. Like organizing conferences, it is really however much work you want to make it. You can get like super obsessive and controlly about everything, or you can like 
Sit like back. Jeremy, is what you're saying. No, I don't think. No, Jeremy doesn't strike me as the control freaky type. Um, or you can just like sit down and think about how you want this event to go and what things need to happen and divvy the work up and everyone goes and does their thing because the worst thing you want to be is completely stressed out when you're running an event and you don't get to enjoy yourself. So you're not stressed out oh. when you're doing things. Dude, I never get stressed out about anything to do with my conference. So that is all because of your system, the true... Yes. True North system. The True North system, yes. Okay, right. Where the goal is I pick and choose the things that I want, and then I make Pete do everything else. So he can oh, be yeah, the one. Oh, yeah, I can see that. We get yeah. super stressed. But there is a stress point. The, we, uh, I'm not sure if the elephants are going to show up on time for the conference because... Yeah, what? I know. I know. This is um, garbage. I was coming there for an elephant. We may have to resort to vouchers for later redemption. So we'll have to see how that goes. We're... We're trying to push push the production so it goes a little bit faster. Vouchers. Voucher. Well, you think I'm joking? No. It's embarrassing. Of Sounds like of something a socialist government would do. Socialist government, yeah. Um, You'll have your own socialist government here soon enough. Don't worry. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's good. Bernie 2016. That's right. Um, Bernie 2016. <laughs> Socialism for everybody. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, why not? Now, uh, we have had... Uh, Two consistent sponsors, yes. Other than these yokels who just came along, right. and Jeremy just tried to bribe us with uh, twenty freedom dollars. Yes, yeah, which is which is like about a hundred Canadians. So I that's fair. You I appreciate it. it. You can have that for well, the well, conversion. Well, thanks, man. And uh, so you got your uh, Wonder Network. Yes, and uh, representative Wonder Networks was here at the conference. Gemma was speaking. Gemma Ansible. Gemma Ansible, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, her last name's not really Ansible. It's not, it's really Annable. Annable? Isn't it Hannibal? Hannibal. Is it Gemma Hannibal? Gemma Hannibal. I'm sure she really appreciates this. Yes. Uh, well, there's no such thing as bad publicity. I mean, that's really how it works. Wait a minute. I just, I'm at the Wonder Network website, wondernetwork.com. Yes. And I'm clicking on this thing. It says, it just says a note. Okay, a note. Click oh, there it goes. It. Oh, it says a note on the door, which I think is sort of like what Martin Luther did. <laughs> Clyde Bow's here. <laughs> I know, I just, I was like, I can't believe you're actually going there, but sure. <laughs> equating, equating Wonder Network to, like, religious freedom, that's pretty... What are they well, protesting against on the page? Well, let's see here. I'll, I'll tell you. Are they complaining the Catholic Church won't let them keep servers wherever they want? Is this what this is about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to come up with something that I can. But Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Gemma. Thank you, Will Power, for continuing to... No, it's Will Roberts. I know. Like, Will, Powers. Will Power. Will Power. Uh, Will Power. Words to live by, it says. Now, this is, this is important. I think sums up Wonder Network, our fine sponsor of many episodes. Uh, and they give us uh, bandwidth for live streaming, which we're not using right now. So, you know, this is just kind of a freebie. We'll invoice them later. Yeah. Wonder Network is more than a company, comma. It represents hundreds of thousands, hundreds of hours of effort on the part of its founders, a solution to problems for its customers, a place of employment for its staff and contractors. How many? That's like one person. Well, it's Paul, and it's Will, and it's Gemma, and I don't know, maybe they got some people doing stuff somewhere Contractors. Else. Contractors. And... More like funneling money out of the company is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, right. And M-Dash, while lacking a corporeal form, 
This is starting who, to sound. Is this starting to this? sound like who, something you, Luther? You think, you think Paul really wrote this? I think uh, this. Yeah, I, I think, bet you Paul's soon-to-be wife wrote this. Yeah, Aquinas is going to make you know, give a response to this. These references are just going. To Every, no one is getting these. No one knows. Can you tell that I went to a high school where I studied this <laughs> shit? You okay. went to a Jesuit school? Uh, no, I went to a multi-denominational uh, Christian school, but we we read Aquinas and um, we did have a Catholic doctrine class. But the really interesting stuff was when you got to get into what would they call humane letters, which was a discussion. I'm sorry, Sarah, you hurt yourself. Um, which was uh, a two-hour seminar, and wanted, we would read things like Thomas Aquinas and discuss it, and then write papers about it. Wow. Pretty badass. I, know, I just, tell you, it's the kind of stuff I'm using today. I just went to a Canadian public school where the most religious thing that we did was just used to say the Lord's Prayer every morning. That's it. Is that, a, is that legal? It's not anymore. Oh, not <laughs> That's anymore. Your okay. school. Right. Just for a little sidebar, you might be interested to know that in yeah. the province where I live, mm-hmm. uh, tax money goes to fund the public school system and the Catholic school system. Yeah. No, other, no other religion gets money, which is bizarre. Yeah, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. Oh, well, I know there, that's a thing like with, around in Quebec, isn't it, that Catholicism seems to be pushed more than... Oh, yeah, big time. Okay. Well, we'll get into that later. That's important stuff. While lacking a corporeal form... It's a citizen of the internet. It, in this case, refers to Wonder Network. For that was a side note that I've written in the margins for my own uh, purposes. For all these reasons and more, it's important that it behave well in all company. Most things are worth more than making another dollar. Paul didn't write this. Semicolon. Well, especially there's a semicolon yeah, in it. I don't think. Let's not lose sight of that. Okay, now, and there's several, there's five bullet points. Um, I'm wondering if I should continue. No, we should just move on. No, let's get into the bullet points. Don't use no reply at. Customers deserve an easy way to contact us. It's true. That is annoying when you get an email. Isn't it, it, just says, it says no reply at. Yeah, like, why can't you? That's, ba- that's basically the equivalent of corporate equivalent of just giving up. Yeah, why it's can't like, you just. We're telling you something and we really don't care what do you have to say. We do not want you to respond. Yeah. Uh, point two give refunds. So, anybody needs some money? Claim that uh, something uh, went wrong. No, you know what you can do. You can claim that you had some of that bad tuna because of the Starkist tuna lawsuit. Did you hear about that? Uh uh-uh. uh So, so Starkist got got caught uh, replacing tuna with water in their cans, and someone caught them. They had been doing it for like four or five years, so there was actually less tuna than oh, they were supposed to have by law. I so, see. rather than like go through the whole class action lawsuit, they just said, oh, anyone who's ever bought any of our um, these types of tuna for this five-year period, just let us know and we'll send you either $25 cash money yeah. or $50 worth of product. So more tuna. So more tuna. Okay. Yeah. So refunds, uh, I, I personally think Grumpy Learning has a strict no-refund policy, but, you know, whatever whatever you think helps with customer yeah. relations. Customers deserve a working product or their money back. The time and emotional energy spent arguing with a dissatisfied customer would be better spent improving the product. There's no way Paul wrote this. No, because I don't think he likes customers. Yeah, I don't think he likes interacting with people generally. No, I don't. Make the internet better. Well, whatever. Uh, Transparency. 
Once sold, comma, services belong to the customer, colon. They, again, this punctuation is far too sophisticated. The, the, you know, his wife-to-be is a technical writer, so she... Yeah, this is obvious. This. Yeah, They have the right to be in the loop when things are happening. You know she's going to be giving a talk at the conference? Allison? Did you know that? Which conference? At True North. We can grill her about this when she's I don't there. think I can go. <laughs> Why? You got some bad blood? <laughs> no, no, no. Have you actually met her? Wonderful. No, yeah, she's great. I, she's I love great. Allison. She's awesome. That's why we said she could come and talk this time. Good idea. Yeah. Give answers, not questions. Now, strangely, answers is not capitalized, but questions is. Wow. A little bit of inconsistency in their, in their marketing message. So when systems contact customers, they all have the information. Share that with... What? Share that with the customer rather than forcing them to try and decipher what's happening. Happening. But when systems contact customers, they have all the information. Yeah. I, yeah. Who are the systems? Is that like the ancients? I mean, we're going pretty deep on this one. This is, is this the uh, the non-corporeal form of Wonder <laughs> Network? <laughs> oh, man. All right. You can reach Paul or Will, both spelled with lower cases as if they're E.E. E. Cummings. <laughs> Another reference that just was <laughs> <just> right. <laughs> Who? English majors. What's that? E.E. Cummings? Is that a rapper? I don't, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Some of it rhymed. Expression engine coming. You can reach Paul or Will if via email. <laughs> if you've any, you've not you have you've any questions. You've any questions? <laughs> if you've a question for me, now, I'm wondering if this was put up on a dare. Actually, now that I've yep. seen the punctuation and stuff. Yes, I bet you Paul doesn't even know this page exists. Yeah, I think somebody else put this up. Yeah. Do you think he's been hacked? God, I hope so. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be great. Thanks, Paul. And see, there's Paul. And look, there's Will. I've never Will. even seen I like that, that their uh, their pictures aren't. They couldn't get pictures the same height. <laughs> they don't believe in the consistency of the marketing message. It's the symmetry we're losing here. They are two handsome gentlemen. They're cutting off a lot of their faces in this. I. Yeah, see, there's Allison. She's the one that wrote all this stuff. Yeah, I know that guy. Oh, really? I was just at his uh, place. He moved to Ann Arbor. I went to visit his. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Bedrush is a good friend of mine. Oh, man. So he must be one of the contractors. He's done some work for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's get on to some... Whatever. Some more corporeal Uh, topics. Okay. The uh, Corpus of Rove. Corpus of Rove. Corpus Christi. What is left? The dogs have been sent uh, right. off. Gary, Gary sold the uh, Gary sold all the the dog iPads on uh, Craigslist in right. Wales, and the kennels and equipment. Yeah, really, all been shipped out to Wales. So a bunch the, of really happy dogs in Wales now. See, the people don't listen, so they don't know the long running yeah. joke. Well, whatever, they can suck they're, it. They're, they're go- <laughs> that's right. They're goddamn lost. I'm waiting for the punchline. Oh, you don't know about how wrote. Anyway, if if you listen, you'd know, Sarah. Show you you guys have punch. a podcast? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, this is no, this is. Def- I don't, I don't think this falls in the podcast. Category this is just a piece right of cardboard. 
That'd be the best thing. It was just a deck of cards with painted black. Yeah. Um, ah, what do you guys do? It's something with you help people. It says right here. Just read that. All right, let me read, read it. Read the you. one line, and we can move on. Grove is a full service web development firm offering services such as consulting, training, software development, and more. Do you want me to read the other line? No, I think we're good. All right. So anyway, all I know is there's a picture of a dog, and it appears to have like three monitors set up for it. Well, that's Evan's dog. I mean, is that that's Evan's dog? Are you sure that's not Evan? No, no. I have actually met Evan in person, and that's not that's not Evan. That's his dog. Do you think it was two dogs? Wow. Like one standing on the other dog's shoulder? <laughs> What works clothes very loose. So you're wearing a trench coat. I stayed in the same room as him, and I'm pretty sure it was just... Well, you weren't awake the whole time, were you? <laughs> Slept with one eye open, let's put it that way. In lovely Santa Monica, California. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, you got the folks there at Rove. They uh, do good business with your uh, PHP stuff. They do. They do. And, uh, you know, they've been a super long sponsor. And, and, despite, yeah. and despite all our heckling of them, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ed's making the Universal give us money. Universal give me money. Uh, yeah. We've got itchy palms now from the yeah. you know, money's coming. Um, yeah, long-time sponsor, and they've been very, very tolerant of, uh, of our... Of our reading of the sponsor. Constant abuse. Yes. Especially Gary. Is there somebody... Thank who, God Gary's yeah, gone. He is gone now. Uh, who will be the new uh, focal point? Uh, that's a good question. Probably uh, Marco Pavetta, I think. Okramis? Okramius? Okay, yeah, we can, we can work with that. We can work with that. We can make it's fun of him because he's foreign and he speaks weird English. Yep. That'd Those are two good reasons to make fun of somebody. He won't understand what we actually say and we can just feed him. Oh, oh this will be good stuff. Well, I'm going to see him. He's coming to the conference, so we can probably get him to do some voiceovers for the podcast in his awesome uh, he computer. From? He's from uh, he's from Italy. Mamma mia! <laughs> that's a PHP. All right, let's go. <laughs> that's a spicy that's program. A, that's a spicy uh, doctrine. Go ahead. Because <laughs> he works on doctrine. <laughs> I forgot about that. I hate that shit. Oh, God, I have to use it every day, and I hate it. Well, you can complain directly to the man. It's not going to help him. He's way smarter In fact, I'll tell Marco that you want to have a word with him about doctrine when he's in Toronto. What's he going to tell me? I'm just going to be like, I can't figure it out. Okay, that explains everything. Italian. You ever seen how their trains run? On time? (sighs) Not since Mussolini. Anyway. Another one just... World history right over. <laughs> Some of these people weren't even born when we started the podcast. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. It's going right <laughs> over their head. It's going right over their heads. All right. All right, what do we got here? So, uh, got some topics. I don't know. Let me skip a bunch of this nonsense. We already talked about Seattle. and We did talk a little bit about Seattle. And we already saw the stupid HHVM elephants, which are never as cool as woolly mammoths. So let's go yeah, on. Yeah, I like to the, I want to talk more about HHVM elephant because it looks like a robot. Yeah, it's a, it's a cyborg. Okay, sorry. So it's part elephant, and it's had some of its body replaced with mechanical. What's the cyborg parts on the? Sarah, I should say Sarah has joined us. Sarah Go Lemon from uh, Facebook. Yeah, that you were the like from Thirty Rock. 
Yeah, that's me. That's okay. Sergo Lemon. Okay. Uh, and uh, tell us about uh, your work in constructing stuffed animals. Um, well, as you said, this animal is a cyborg, and yet it's a plushie, so no pieces of it are actually metal. Okay. Or <laughs> elephant. Or elephant. It's not actually made from elephant meat. I'm wondering as delicious I'm wondering as that would be. This is going to, you know, like, violating some kind of like it's fraud laws. You're saying it's an elephant, but there's no actual elephant meat in it or anything. I mean, that could be a. You know that does problem. bug me because the other day I was at the grocery store trying to find dolphin, <laughs> and did it have dolphin in quotes when you went to go? Yeah, go pick yeah. It was so. like dolphin of the land. It would said quote dolphin. Sorry. That's another one that just went. It's references only old people can get night. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it to me. <laughs> anyway, tell us more about this cyborg plush. Well, I mean, it's it's an elephant. You know, there are blues and pinks and yellows and orange elephants, and we've seen them all. And they're all very boring. They're not like the woolly mammoth, which is unique and special, like a snowflake. Yeah. But. Uh, I don't know, Chris, have you actually seen any of these woolly mammoths in person? Not in person, but you I... You have not. That's right. But you have seen an HHVM elephant, haven't you? All right. Thanks for coming on, Sarah. All right. This is really yeah. informative. Yeah. Take care. Uh, no, we're going... Uh, the HHVM project, we're going to produce some of them, but we have to figure out the logistics of how we're going to get them out to people. So um, today's just sort of been a sneak peek at what that looks like. Drop ships. Drop shipping. Shipping. Ship, shipping? Yes. Uh, Amazon can do it. They can uh, ship stuff to you in an hour. If only we knew someone who used to work for Amazon. I don't think he worked for that department. No. How many hours did you used to work? Uh, 120 a week. 120 a week. All right. <laughs> Everything in the article is true. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, they, Jeremy, are you telling me that I can just send all of my elephants to you and you'll ship them out? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like a... They send it out. You yeah. put on the drones and they'll be all set. Yeah. <laughs> they got an API for That's all that drop shipping anyways. Yeah, you got an API. Uh, you make a request, a get request, and it responds a drone to your house. In, in, a, in conjunction with the U.S. government, too, I'm sure. Yo. Yeah. And then you put an elephant. Yeah. And then it... Put elephant. Mike Dowling worked on that API, didn't he? I mean, that's uh, using Guzzle 4. That's what it's using. There's like six or eight. Yeah, we're using two right now, and I want to kill myself. Whoa, whoa. Mike, well, it's, it's not very nice. It's not because it's guzzles, it's because we have two different versions installed. Are you making fundamental errors there, by the way? You know, suicide is a really serious topic, and I don't think it's... It's, it's yeah. to be if only you knew someone that spoke about serious. mental illness. I know. That's true. I don't actually care about any of this. Um, oh, uh, there's a website... OSMI? Yeah. Yeah. I should learn something about that. All right. The more you know. Another dated reference. Uh, so. Yeah, okay. So you're trying to figure out how to ship things in packages across the country. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's the easy part. Like, right. we've got a shipping department that can deal with that. See, see, what they're going to do is... All the people on the HHVM team, they're going to get together. Are you familiar with the credit card game when you go out with people for dinner? Okay, so this idea of the credit card game where you go out with a bunch of people for dinner and they all put their credit cards on the table uh-huh. and then one by one, the waiter 
pulls the credit cards out, and whoever's credit card is left pays for it. So that's what they're going to do for the shipping. All the all the Facebook millionaires who are doing HHVM are just going to drop their their black American Express cards uh, with the no preset spending limit on the table. And they're just going to pick them out, and the last card on the table, well, they're paying for all the shipping. So the last card it should be like table. what, like one tenth of one percent of your net worth at this point to to ship them all out. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not a good guest. <laughs> One of the better guests we've ever had on. Yeah. In person. Anyway. Hey, this guy. Hey. All right, HHVM. All right, so you can cross that off. We did Seattle. Uh, they can hear you on the recording when you say this. Say what? Of course I know they can hear me. What? Well, you think this is my first podcast? <laughs> my first rodeo. I guess I'm too used to like muting myself and making comments and then turning the mic back on. Shut up, kids! That's right. Damn it, how many times have I told you? Uh, you talked about uh, uh, Smelly Test. Smelly no, Test. That was a song? No. no. Jer- I asked Jeremy to do Smelly Test, but he wouldn't do it for me. So. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, Smelly Test. What the hell are you writing? All right. What are they injecting into you? <laughs> Dude, my cat just died. That's really cold. Really cold. I misspoke. Yes, I apologize. Yes, yes, you did. All right, no, so I kind of. dependency injection. <laughs> injected it. Anyway. Go ahead. Uh, so the idea was I wanted to kind of talk about both kind of like weird suboptimal testing practice I had seen, but also to like. Mm-hmm. Well, I got angry and I get tired of like telling people what to do and I want to like empower them by showing them things like, you know, you can search for things on the internet and find good examples of good tests from various projects. You can go to GitHub and like oh. search for PHP projects and find and, ones that and actually what is that? Tests. What's that? GitHub. GitHub. Uh, repository, a version for distributed version control. You guys use version control at GraphStory, right? Or you just store everything in a in Like a Qt FTP? No. More like uh, CVS, RCS. Uh, CVS, I, I get prescriptions there. Yeah, well, they're they're now in the in the code oh, hosting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're branching out. That's nice. Well, that's good. It's nice for everybody. So I just wanted to kind of talk about because we were talking about this briefly before we started recording. To actually segue to actual Very legit brief. topic, um, there's this interesting thing that goes on now because. For most people, the barrier to entry for programming is not really, really low, and it's for a variety of reasons. We have programming languages that make it easy to get yourself started doing reasonably complex things, but the problem is with so many people, what's missing is that intermediate step where people go from just learning how to like slam a PHP page together to do something, use Composer, pull in a bunch of packages, wow, I've built the next big thing that's going to make me a dollar nair. Uh-huh. So, um, a Twitter hundred error. Yeah, Twitter hundred error, right? But the problem is, what's missing are ways for people who want to keep going mm-hmm. and level up, right, and become intermediate developers, become senior developers. So the problem is, there's a real lack of people teaching others how to do that. I mean, we talked about this every. Somebody had been tweeting about job stuff I saw on Twitter, and someone was uh-huh. making the joke that. Uh, most companies are saying things like, well, someone else will train the juniors and turn them into mid-level people, and then we'll hire them. Yep. Right? Meanwhile, like, no, people don't actually do that because in this day and age, maybe the last five years or so, um, the culture of ship it has taken over. And so as a result, the, the idea of code as craft, of taking pride in 
building elegant things and making sure they're bug free is just it's out the window because there's this mad dash to produce something before people realize what you're doing is nonsensical and they won't give you any more money mm-hmm. so I, th- I think this is actually a problem because you have all these people who are building things that aren't maintainable aren't supportable and aren't repeatable mm-hmm. so they won't be able to take what they did yesterday and extend it to do what they needed to do tomorrow mm-hmm. and this is a problem and the smelling part well, Where does that come in? well it's the idea of, of the idea of code smells the idea the theoretical idea that you can look at something and you can see you know you know that that code that code don't hunt is that so, an add-on that you get for your computer smell vision I mean yeah. probably a USB thing I yeah right say, I was gonna say something else but that might there's some little people here, and I don't want to... Could you I, make it dookie? I, no, I don't, I don't want to teach him anything before his time. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that uh, sounds like a real fun time. But that sounds consistent with a lot of the mentoring stuff. That, it does. That, you know, uh, you've certainly been very active in. Yes. Uh, uh, this is a little-known fact that I am actually am willing to help people. Uh, that is weird. Yeah, I think weird. not a surprise to everyone. Um, and uh, He's Canadian. Like, you can't help it. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. He's apolo- Yeah, and he apologizes, too. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, eh? So, I think that's interesting. I, you know, one of the things I found, I, I heard this feedback from somebody else who, uh, they said that with, if they were hiring for Rails developers, it's really hard for them to not just get juniors. Like, it's hard for them to find senior devs who still want to work on like who want to do rail stuff or even mid-level but there's a lots of juniors that they can hire but i guess the question is what's happening with like are all is it that all these mid-levels and seniors are employed or that after they've worked with these various tech stacks long enough they're like i don't want to have anything to do with this anymore or they move on to other other lines like you look about rails right rails had its exodus to node Right, some of that, yeah. And then you had the Node and IO JS, whatever it was. You had that split happen. Yep. And they finally kissed, and the, the parents aren't fighting in front of fighting in front of the kids anymore, and they're back yep. together. Yep. So, like, what do you think's going on? Like, just those people have their jobs and they don't want to switch, or the mid levels, people who are attracted to those tools in the first place. Once they get some experience, they kind of get bored and they want to move on and use whatever the latest hotness is. I, I mean, think, what do you I think? I think both of those are are, are probably part of it. But I think one thing that I think is maybe interesting is that I actually think that um, the Rails community has put a strong emphasis on onboarding people to become developers. And as nature, because they are becoming developers, when they weren't developers before, they are, we'll call them juniors sure. right away. Sure. Um, so they have, you know... Most of the, or a lot of the web development sort of boot camps you see. Yeah, they're all Rails. Stuff like that. A lot of, a lot of Rails. Them. Okay, not all Rails, but not all, but a lot of them. I would even say a majority of them Probably. are, from my, uh, anecdotally at least, observationally. And um, so that's something they've done really, really well. Um, but it does mean that. Uh, maybe you've got sort of a glut of developers like that. Now I don't know. Maybe there's. It's not a glut still, but I just it was an interesting anecdote that I heard from somebody. But Ruby's not new. It's been around a while. There no. should be more senior Ruby developers out there. Yeah. Well, so I, you know, what what Sarah is saying, I think makes sense, and and I would suspect it kind of leads me to believe that what happens is that, and I think I think my friend described this that. 
as people became more senior, they weren't interested in working on rails anymore. They sort of said, well, architecturally, this isn't really where I want to be. I don't want to be on a really monolithic full-stack framework. Um, they wanted to start doing different kinds of things, and maybe that meant different languages, or maybe that meant different things within Ruby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suspect that's kind of where that goes. Within Ruby, though, I mean, if you're doing that's web stuff, in, you know, if you're doing does. web stuff in Ruby, there's like Rails is what, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of everything. It's certainly. I mean, I don't even know. It's what, almost synonymous. I mean, I can't. Yeah. Am, I mean. That, what else would you be using? I guess people are still using Sinatra. There's, there's a few other things. Yeah, there's but, Sinatra. There's a couple other things. But, but it's like basically, I mean, it's, it's but, interesting yeah. that Rails just dominated Ruby so much. Yes. They're synonymous with each other. Right. And Well, and I don't think people picked up Ruby because, uh, I don't think people picked up Ruby specifically. I think everybody picked up Rails. I mean, that was what was interesting. Right. Because um, I remember seeing Rails before it's 1.0, way, way, long, and just trying to make sense of what it is that they were trying to do, because what they were trying to do was really so much different from what the PHP world. I mean, sure. frameworks weren't even that many frameworks were even around back then. Right. This, this is like 2004, 2005, when yep. early okay. versions of Rails were around. Yep. I remember looking at it and thinking, I have no idea what to do with this thing because there's just no Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. Ain't nobody in time for that. So yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's that's interesting, and it's one thing that I do wish that you know. In PHP, I wish we did a little bit of a better job. I wish we emphasized a little bit more getting junior folks in there, because I think we have a better path for continuing and keep them in in that in that community um, that I don't think is present in some other languages. But then, you, but you do have that pressure of the of the startup driven idea where you're just you're cranking stuff out because you're trying oh, to get to market and that's very true talking about this before you know some of the stuff you're going through with uh, a graph story it's like there's yeah. it's almost like there is no room for for that type of mentoring and development and stuff it's just I think it's very challenging because you want to build stuff at a pace that shows that you are growing your business right and that includes, I mean, I, the number one thing is revenue growth. You show, keep showing revenue growth. People are like, right, hey, looking good. They're going to want to keep funding and increase funding levels. Uh, and I know nothing about this crap, so I'm speaking in great generalities about it. But um, you emphasize, okay, what are the things that we're going to do that are going to help us increase our revenue? And, uh, you know, not doing it in a dickheaded way or in a, you know, malfeasance. Uh, I know, I like malfeasance. It didn't actually work in the sentence as I put it in there, but uh, there was no malfeasory, let's say. Uh, you don't want to do it in that kind of way, but you do want, but you are under a lot of pressure and you will hear consistently from CTOs who go through this process as they say get something that works get it going and then get to you'll have a point later if things go well that you could either rebuild it or you can fix it is that how does that go against how you I feel like I would want to do things oh absolutely absolutely but I think that 
there's also this balance of the practicality of it. And so, yeah, you cut corners. You do the best job you can, but you're working fast. And, you you, you know, I think the key things are you, you uh, take time to make sure that the things that really need the focus get that. Because there's a lot of stuff, you, like if it's a user-facing feature, like, and it breaks, and that would be really bad. You don't... You, don't want to mess with that. But you also probably don't spend time. It's like, do I have a, am I worried about having a complete 100% coverage or am I worried about having a complete, like, uh, functional testing suite that I created in, uh, you know, some one of those browser-based things. I can't remember the name Selenium. of them. What's that? Selenium. In Selenium or something like that. Uh, no, I'm not going to take time to build that to just to make sure that the login form always works. Because it's just, it's not how I could be spending my time right now. Maybe it'll change and we'll, you know, it will be more advantageous to do that. But it is, it's a different, it's a, it's a difference in the, in, in, you know, where you're emphasizing and how you're executing. For a company that's stable and relatively mature, you don't have those kind of excuses. You know what I mean? And, and it is, I think it does tend to be a problem there where, I think you can still kind of take that that attitude of cutting corners, um, and still, uh, when you don't really have necessarily good reason for it, and you end up missing a lot of stuff. Well, a lot of my experiences, though, have been at startups. The pressure is sure. to get the thing working, sure. to make money. Yep. But then at established companies, because I've worked for a lot of quote unquote established companies. Yep. The pressure is always on new features that will make continue to make revenue. So and that's true. You have pressure to cut corners constantly. Yeah, and it may just be the case that that's just something you're always fighting against. I don't know. It might be. Uh, but yeah. but I think though, at uh, a more established company, the opportunities to do kind of the mentoring thing to train the juniors, yeah. level them up. There are more of those because the pressure isn't quite as intense as at a startup. It's like we don't get this working. We're not going to get our next round of funding. It's at, at a more established company. It's like well, you know, we have ten features and we're working on eight of them, and we can afford to spend a little bit more time yeah. to, to train the juniors on how to do some of this stuff. Yeah, right. Right. So I think that does make sense. I think their opportunities are better there. But yeah, a lot of times you don't, you know, folks don't end up doing it the right way. And I think that that's, uh, that is kind of a problem. So mentoring is hard. It's, it's difficult. I think what happens, mentoring happens at any decent company, it happens anyway. The, the juniors, as they try to work on stuff, they're going to hopefully be asking how stuff works. So you kind of can't get away from mentoring. It's just a case of whether you embrace the mentoring as a way to teach teach your employees how to do stuff and train them, or you just treat, if the seniors treat the juniors as an annoyance that they want to talk to, well, stuff's going to blow up in short order. Yeah, that probably won't be so good. Yeah, it won't be too good. Not too good. Not, Not too, too good. I uh, Have you, have, do you have, this is something that came up on Twitter. All right. Because I, I was asking about this, about mentoring junior folks remotely. And how do you go about that? Uh, my experience has been when you do remotely pair programming works yep. really, really well. And okay. you got lots of tools to make that happen. Hangouts, uh, screen sharing via Skype, Screen Hero. There's a, several different ways to do it. That's been the, the way that's worked the best mm-hmm. with me, that the junior pairs with someone yep. who actually understands the system quite well. And yep. then the senior encourages the junior to ask questions, yep. try things out, and then 
uh, as with any pair programming session, you know, you have the you know, you have the pilot and the navigator, and, and the, mm-hmm. the senior should almost always be the navigator, looking things up for them, providing with them with support, finding them the answers mm-hmm. um, that they need. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. just just throwing tasks at people, uh, you know, throwing them in on the deep end, it just doesn't work. And right. you, you could look at it in, in case of like how well your company is set up to accommodate new people, based on like how hard is it for the developer to get the environment that they're going to work in up and running and actually do something fairly simple. So. You would be, if we're talking about the last starfighter, you would be the lizard guy. Yes, of course. And the junior would be that curly-haired kid who did really good at that arcade game. Yeah. All right. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Because he learned all the bindings for the game, it should be good. Yes, all the Vim bindings all the that Vim he bindings used on the for it. That's right. a little fact that Vim bindings worked on the last starfighter. Uh, so that's great. That's yeah. impressive. <sighs> yeah, that's a good thing. That's a real good thing. But yeah, mentoring is just like, it seems to happen at quote-unquote good companies and doesn't happen at bad ones. Right. Some of the most horrible experiences that I had as a programmer were in environments where the, the more senior staff were clearly not interested in helping the junior staff get anything done. Right. That doesn't sound cool. It's not. It's a horrible experience to go through. Right. Even worse when you're in the middle that you know a little bit but not enough to really help the people below you. So you kind of you kind of buckle down and just uh, try to work on your own stuff and, and not get in trouble. And I would imagine companies like that have issues with turnover. Of course. And, and things like that. Having trouble retaining juniors who feel like they're not going anywhere and not getting the support they need. Yeah, there's nothing worse than working at a job where you know there's no future, right? Right. Where you're not going to be able to get to do anything that you want. Yeah. So not your current job? No, where I actually where I am, it's actually pretty good in terms of that of pairing people together. I mean, it's most of the staff that they have there do understand the system. So if I do have questions, they get answered pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the offshore group that we have, um, they do a very good job of, of pairing up and, and helping people get their development environments up and running and, mm-hmm. and assigning them tasks and just easing them into uh, into the work instead of just like basically, well, here's your first ticket, good luck, and let us know if you have any questions. So what are your biggest complaints about your current job? Biggest complaints about my current job? Uh, wow, I don't know. It depends on how much longer I want to work there. I guess that's what my answer is going to depend on. <laughs> ah, I'm trying to trick you. So, can we talk more about the uh, open source and mental illness stuff? Sure, Ed, why not? Okay. We have... Three minutes. We have three minutes. We have three minutes. Well, there is some new uh, stuff we've been doing. Uh, I've got a couple of folks who have sicked on uh, creating content uh, to do, uh, to, but like, basically the idea would be stuff that we can give people that tells them how to make their workplace better for dealing with mental health issues. And uh, so I'm working uh, with a friend of mine, Joanna Wu, who... Who uh, has done? Did someone just win a ticket at the raffle? I think that's what just happened. Sorry, oh, you, oh, you weren't there. Sorry. Uh, no, I no didn't pay any attention to Keep that. Keep going. Uh, and and then uh, Jennifer Akulian, uh, and Jennifer Akulian uh, works over. Uh, I should say Jennifer or Joanna Wu uh, uh, has worked in HR. Has done some organizational psychology, I think. Um, and does consulting and advising on those kinds of issues 
currently, and then uh, Jennifer Akulian uh, works over at Keen IO. And you have probably heard of them, and they do stuff. Do you have a picture? I of Keen IO. Yes, let's try to find that. Oh, Jennifer. Uh, probably. Oh, that's your LinkedIn page. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm not going to do that for you. All right, let's just go to Keen IO. I'll look at it. Okay. Um, this is getting picked up by the recorder. By the way. Why do you keep telling me that? <laughs> Who's going to fire me for my own podcast? Let me know. Uh, we, we might. We're going to lose sponsors, buddy. <laughs> they, um, they don't listen either. Um, deliver fast. Anyway, so they, yeah, they do stuff. But but uh, Jennifer is a what they share her position is people developer at Keenio, but uh, she uh, works uh, a lot specifically on doing coaching and training related to mental health issues. Uh, had worked as a psychologist in the uh, uh, Boulder, Colorado school district. Uh, before that for several years. Uh, so the key thing I think we're going to get out of this is, is get some really good documentation, I think. So like what you're trying to put together, like literally uh, OSMI in a box for other people? Yeah, and I, you open the box up and a little me pops out and swears a few times. and tells about how anxious thing. it was yeah, to travel in exactly, the box. Exactly, yeah. right. I don't like to go on the bus. <laughs> and... Isn't that sad? But in a really high-pitched voice because he's little. I am crazy. It's okay. <laughs> yes. So, yes, that's the plan. Uh, uh, but, yeah, and, and we'll give this document. It'll be, you know, like Creative Commons licensed. And, uh, but, you know, people who are actually qualified to develop this stuff, not me, are working on it. So you're just taking your gig off the top. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Same as always. Yep. As, same as always. It's about the percentage. No man like the middle man. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So that's what, you know, I'm working on So what's on the that. ETA on having all this material so, ready? You know, no, it's no. an open-ended deadline? Uh, you know, I think it would really be good if we could get something by the end of the year. Uh, but it would probably be even better if I told them that. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, what happens with that? Uh, but I, you know, I, I'd say it's a bit open ended. I would say that probably early next year. I'm hoping to have have something. The other thing I think we want to do is have another survey that we did. I think that one of the things that we found uh, is that we got really good response from that survey I did last year. But the other thing that I found is that there is almost no other information about specifically about the tech industry. Uh, about the people who are developers and what it, their experiences are like, and so it's there's a big void there trying to fill and, and hopefully get more information about that. So, so yeah, I going look, all right. I look forward to hearing more about this. This should be very cool. It should be very cool. Whether it'll be cool or not, I don't know, but it should be. So I guess we're kind of got to wrapping our time up. Yeah, I got to wrap our time up because we're getting dirty looks from Ben. Getting there, so dirty sure. looks in our direction. In our, what was that last word, by the way? In our direction. Oh, dire- I thought you said something else. No. All right. Oh. That's not true. I think we should all thank Jeremy for his direction. Is he here? He's not even here. All right, screw you, man. All right, go. 
Well, we got his money. We got his money. <laughs> Give us 20 bucks, and that was it. Yeah, so uh, Lynn Blom, that's how you say his name, right? Yeah. I, I anyway, he's I not here this. anymore anyway. He's, he's back in Arizona <laughs> to do as PHP. Is he going to work with the Arizona PHP user group? I wonder. It's a good question. I don't know. I thought that was the name of the conference. I was told that. No, actually, I made up that as a name. I was just going to say, what? A conference in Arizona? No one informed I think somebody me. Somebody asked him. Oh, this guy. No, he's already been on our conference. Yes, you don't need that. The rabbis entered the room. That's right. Is this sort of a joke? A rabbi walks into a room? Is this what the joke's going to be? It spins around on the top. Starting off good jokes. Yeah, that's right. very good. Well, I guess that wraps up. This has been episode... Wait, eight. I want to see that cool game. There's something with a gator. <laughs> it looks like Dig Dug. Oh, man, I love Dig Dug. I, that I, looks really fun. I spent this room doesn't know what Dig Dug is. What are you talking about? Oh, another thing going over people said. Martin Luther and Dig Dug. <laughs> <laughs> see, I told you. See? Everyone over 40. reminiscent. It's like super fun. All right, so uh, we should... Very good, thank you. Uh, we should thank our sponsors, uh, Wonder Rove and Network. Wonder Rove and Network, and uh, Jeremy uh, Lindblom. Lin- Jeremy Lindblom. Hopefully, he stole the money from the conference before he slammed it. Yeah, I assume that was a that was because it can't be his own money. That was an off the top situation, right? Slice right off the top. Yeah. I'll, oh wait, I'll I'll handle the deposit. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Don't worry, your money's safe with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, nice car you're driving around in. Right. What's going on? You know, the funny thing is uh, when I checked in, the uh, whole thing for all the hotel nights went on my card. I don't understand <laughs> what the problem is. Well, if you got a good points card, you could probably fly uh, fly your whole family around trip to the, Hawaii. It, yeah, it doesn't. First class. It's not like you actually earn more money doing that. No? You still have to spend the money. Right. But and it doesn't. But then like, they give you like an extra water bottle or something like that? You don't come out ahead. Really? No. I guess you must be with the wrong loyalty. I guess, right? I don't know. Maybe you got some Canadian... Uh, I do mine where I get free groceries. It's pretty awesome. Is that just something you're issued? <laughs> no, our socialist basket is delivered, <laughs> on that, delivered on the first of the month, but, you know, I have to top it up. Yeah, I thought you had to queue up for that. No, no, no queues lines. anymore. No, no. Oh. That was in the 50s. We don't have the bread lines anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're okay. Good. Now it's all for uh, thanks, to new, thanks to our new oil-based prosperity, there's no more cues. <laughs> Huzzah! Can you tell there's an election coming in Canada? Did you know that? I did know that. October 19th, where the current prime minister has vowed to quit politics if he loses. God, I hope so. God, all right, that's dick. cool. Anyway, yeah, I've kind of heard not such good things about yeah, him. He's not a nice guy. Could he have a conversation with the Donald? Because, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to win. It's just a reality show. He's trolling everybody. Trolling. All right, so All right. we have to get out of the way so Phil and Ben can do their thing uh, since they're more important than us. So this yep. has been episode number 66. The, the double six. The double six. The double, s- no, not cinco, no, it's five. Double sexto? I don't know. Uh, uno, dos, tres. Cuatro. Cuatro, cinco, seis. Seis? Seis, seis? The seis, seis. I'm like I'm sure trying, it's not. I think I'm trying to imitate something. I think we're really, just saying really six, six. Yeah, episode six, six. So thank you. Synthesis. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you for everyone coming out for the uh, to be in the studio audience uh, and not getting any of our jokes. That's really Yay. important. Yes. But just go look up Martin Luther and Aquinas and Dig Dug and yeah. everything else that we talked about. None of that. Right. Uh, so E.E. E. Cummings. E.E. E. Cummings, right. Yeah. Right, shout out. Very good. Yeah, double E. Good old double E. Double E. Double e.
When was I have to look this up on Wikipedia? What's this? Oh, I believe it's the uh, real name: Electrical Engineering. Electrical Engineering Cummings. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> See again, just. Maybe you know what the problem is that maybe we're not funny anymore. No, I don't think we're funny. Anyway, good night, everybody. Good night, Internet.